Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to move on to the COVID bonus. We can't seem to get anything right in this country. Sure we can't. Uh, anyway, extending the pandemic bonus beyond the core healthcare workers would be incredibly, incredibly difficult. Now... That's according to the Public Expenditure Minister, Michael McGrath. Of course he's going to say that. He wants to keep the money in his purse. But a once-off tax-free €1,000 payment is to be made to frontline healthcare workers who were in COVID-19 exposed clinical settings. By the way, they didn't put the caveat in there that Leo mentioned yesterday. The caveat, according to the Irish Independent and Leo Varadkar last night, is once they've been vaccinated. Anyway, not that I feel that that is fair, but however... While the Labour Party is calling for the bonus to be extended to low-paid private sector workers, its spokesperson for Employment Senator Maria Sherlock says, we believe we need to see dividend for all the essential workers. These workers are our cleaners, our bus drivers. They worked around the clock in shops, fire services, picked up our bins and kept food on our tables. There are a range of mechanisms to identify these workers and reward them for their essential sacrifice and serve to our, and their serve to our communities. Minister McGrath said this wouldn't be easy. This is a really difficult issue. I think there's a general recognition that the frontline healthcare workers went above and beyond. At the very beginning of the pandemic, he says, in particular, they really didn't know what they were facing into. And they faced a level of risk that I think few others across society had even, con- uh, had even considered. And they did that. And I think I owe them enormous debt of gratitude. If you were to single out any one particular group that I don't think many people would deny that this group uh, should be the one to be singled out. Now... You would imagine that would be the case, wouldn't you? Um, but already today, it has started. The Garda Representative Association have been on, saying, what about us? Our Garda Shea worked hard. The mandate have been on about the retail sector. What about us? We all worked hard. I'm sure the teachers' unions are going, what about us? Our name is not on it. I, by the way, I got asking. I'm telling me pennies worked in. We worked right the way through the pandemic. I want a grand. Do you want a grand, Ashley? We, we want a grand. So I did put up on Twitter and I asked the question, should everybody who worked during the pandemic get a COVID bonus of €1,000? And the poll so far, in only a half an hour, has nearly a 1,000 votes. That's a euro for every person. And I, the, the answers were, yes, everybody should get it, says 39% of people. No, just the healthcare workers said only 20% of people Nobody should get it, said 38% of people. And 3% of people probably just don't give a shite and said not sure. Mm. Um, Sinn Féin TD Claire Corain is tweeting saying that the Tonish's response to Sinn Féin when asked uh, that the special COVID recognition payment is given to family carers is that instead they will get access to the state contributory pension, which is, according to him, much better. But I heard that this morning and it was also he was also uh, the answer given to that was, but sure, when's you going to do that anyway? That was that was a thing. They were they were already asked to do that. That, that was nothing to do with COVID. That's like, ah, but sure, look, we're giving them this, we're giving them that. So. Here's the big question. It's going to cost, I believe the, the, the figure this morning for healthcare workers on the front line, I think it's around 200 million to give them all a thousand quid, right? Because 120,000 of them or something like that, whatever, it's something like that. Anyway, why not just give it to everybody? That was working. I'm not talking about people on social welfare now and everything else, the people that weren't working, because sure, why would you do that? They didn't put themselves at risk. But everybody that was working, be they working in Tesco's or Dunn's or Aldi or Lidl or driving a bus or putting out a fire or Garda Shea 
give it to everybody. Because here's the thing, from an economical point of view, it all goes back into the system again. If you give it to everybody, it boosts the economy. It's called helicopter money. It boosts the economy because everybody will spend it. People will go out and buy a new bed. Or they'll go out and buy uh, I know, new table and chairs. Or they'll buy a new, I don't know, I was going to say hi-fi system. That shows you how old I am. Uh, they'll buy a new computer or laptop. Or they'll buy an iPhone or whatever they'll buy with it. They'll spend the money. So should everybody get it? Should it be extended to other frontline workers? Because realistically... Anybody who was working in 2020, I'm lost, it isn't track of time. Was it 2020? It was 2020 when it started. Jesus Christ, I'm actually, I've, the last two, we've lost two years of our Jesus lives. Anyway, 2020, March 2020 is when it all started. For the first eight months or nine months, nobody was working unless you were frontline workers because the only people allowed to work were frontline workers. I worked all the way through it. So did that. We were in here every single day. Didn't miss a day. Just letting you know, in case you're curious. I'm not saying I was operating on people. And certainly, can I just say, over and above, the doctors and the nurses and the people on the front line. I'm not talking about the administration staff running around with folders in their hands, by the way, or those, you know, taking appointments. I'm talking about the doctors and nurses who genuinely put themselves at risk. Absolutely deserve it. Absolutely. But what about other people who put their lives at risk? Realistically, you know, the guards were on this morning saying, we put our lives at risk. We're out dealing with people every day of the week. But shows are so is the girl working in Tesco's or the guy working in Tesco's or Dunn's. Should there were thousands of people around them going through checkouts every day or stacking shelves or beside them, they put themselves at risk too. You could argue the same thing. So if they're getting it, everybody else should get it as well. I don't think the guards are a special case, by the way. I'd have to be clear about it. The guards probably got a load of overtime. GPs were looking for it as well. Should the GPs made a fortune? Didn't they? I mean, did they? Of course they did. I mean, a lot of people were complaining they couldn't even get to see their GP because the GP was so busy doing COVID tests and vaccinations for the last two years. And I'm sure they got paid well for those. Handsomely, I'm thinking most GPs probably uh, earned quite a substantial amount of money. No harm to them, by the way. So, a thousand euro, they probably don't need it anyway. GPs are well paid. <laughs> anyway, a thousand euro, should we all get it? Or should it be just health frontline workers in healthcare? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 they didn't think about this piece of um, work that we're going to do with this announcement. Normally, most governments think about things before they announce it. Like, for example, the idea that a, a contract work a nurse working in a hospital beside a HSC nurse doing exactly the same job, working right beside each other, one doesn't have to pay tax on it and one does. The contract worker pays tax on it. The HSE worker doesn't because it's tax-free. That's ridiculous. It's unfair. They didn't think about a lot of this stuff. But anyway, the number's 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. And I'm asking you, who should get the bonus? Just the healthcare workers? Everybody who worked during the pandemic? Or maybe nobody at all? Let me know what you think. The number's 87 188 Which you want to know, because I posted it last night, but I was a bit unsure about the, my misinterpretation of the way this was worded in relation to the bonus. He said, did you find out if the frontline workers have to be jabbed to get the cash? Uh, yes, Leo Varadkar verified it. Uh, they do have to be vaccinated to get the cash. He said those who aren't vaccinated um, won't be getting it uh, because obviously they were moved off the front line uh, last year in, you know, kind of mid when the vaccines were given out. So, well, actually it would have been later in the year last year. So even though they were doing exactly the same job, they were dealing with exactly the same patients, but because they chose not to be vaccinated, um, they won't be getting money. Seems Anyway, the number is 087-188-0008. Now, back to frontline workers in general. Sharon, you're on Ireland's Classic. How are you doing, Sharon? Hiya. Okay, now, Sharon, you work in, for a transport company. I'll just say it. <laughs> yeah, I work company. for a big transport company yet in Dublin, yeah. Okay, so 
Do you believe you should be getting it? I believe, Niall, everybody that went out to work for the past two years. Now, I don't mean people that work from home. I mean everybody that went out that door to work. Like bus drivers, like train drivers, like retail, delivery drivers, post people, um, yourself, anybody. The Garda Shea of course. Yeah, yeah. The fire crew. What, what about the teachers? There. They were kind of home a lot of the time, weren't they? No, they were home. They, they, they <laughs> worked from home. I mean, no, no, they did, they did go to work in work. September. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. but everyone that at the very start of this pandemic that went out to work, everyone should be given that thousand euro. Mm-hmm. I think it's a massive, massive insult. That's that's what I think. I think it's just and a I, massive do, do you feel insulted because obviously, you know, working in transport, uh, particularly say bus drivers or train drivers or whatever it is as well, and people who Lewis work... Drivers, to, yeah, yeah, Lewis drivers. Uh, those people who work in transport, I mean, they would have been dealing with the general public every single day. And, you know, at the time, of course, we thought it was a bigger risk than it is. Thankfully, it wasn't as big as a risk as we thought it was. Uh, but at the time, we didn't know. And we t- went out there and we, you know, put your mask on and you went out and you worked away. We did walk away and people think, oh, hold on, like bus drivers and train drivers, they all sit in the cab. They don't all, they have to stand on the quay, they have to stand places waiting for the, the handover or their ticket checkers. Everybody was exposed to COVID. Everybody that went out to walk last year was exposed to COVID. We got no rice. I never got a rice. No. We were given a little bag at the end of last year with a Nutrigrain bar in it, a Nutrigrain <laughs> and a small little Vaseline, like a hand cream and a pack of the cheapest of the cheapest of the cheapest tissues. And that's what we were given. We were never given a rise. We weren't given... A Nutrigrain bar. A Nutrigrain Are they trying bar. to give you a hint or something? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was given. That's what we were all given. And well, I we we got some Manhattan people. popcorn here. <laughs> Didn't we, you got more than me. You got a box of Manhattan popcorn, <laughs> which I have to say was very tasty. Um, okay, so your Nutrigrain bar and your jar of Vaseline. But so you believe you need to be rewarded a little bit better. I know there are shops, no, by the way, across the UK giving people bonuses. I think... Anybody, I think everybody should be given. Like John Stores, you were saying. I think somebody was saying yes. John Stores was given a twenty percent rise. Other places are given. Like I know it's their job to go out and do what we do every day. Yeah. But it's nice to be given a reward. People on social welfare get a reward every day. But absolutely. Well, it's nice. It's nice to be acknowledged, uh, and that's exactly. the point. It's nice to be given. Listen, a thank you. Even even if they can't give you a thousand euro in cash, they could give it to. And this is what I can't understand. Here's what I can't understand. And somebody mentioned here as well in text, maybe a hundred euro or a thousand euro voucher for everyone that can be used in shops, local shops and businesses, right? And and I would completely agree. They did this in Northern Ireland. It was only a hundred quid. They gave everybody money. And I, sorry, are you on a speakerphone, Sharon? No. Okay, so it's just bouncing back to me there. Anyway, so... I believe give everybody a thousand euro. You want everybody that worked, by the way, not everybody. Yeah. I don't mean people that didn't work, but everybody who worked uh, over the last two years. If you can prove you were working over the last two years, a thousand euro voucher that can only be spent in this country. Sure, all it can do is boost the economy. Exactly, exactly. Like frontline workers, I can understand where they come from, right, and what they've done and all that. But where does it stop a frontline workers? Like where does the bubble people working in an office in in hospitals are they entitled to it? Like, they weren't really exposed. They're just sitting in an office taking yeah. money off. Like, are they going to get it as well? Like, where does it end? Yeah. Like, I should have been given anyone. Revenue should have checked all people that had paid tax. If you've paid tax in the last two years, you should be entitled to that thousand euro. Yeah. 
you know, you should be entitled to that thousand euro, whether it's cash or a gift voucher, you should be entitled to that thousand euro. And I just think it's a massive insult. Now, I, and again, I want to say nobody's denying that healthcare workers probably put themselves no. at most risk because people with COVID would have been in hospital at the time, etc., etc. They watch people die from it. So doctors, receptionists, what about them? They worked through the pandemic yeah, but, as well. My uh, but, doctor, right, was open from the start, and you could go into my doctor. There was never. Oh, you can't go in. Oh, if you have COVID, you couldn't go in. But if you were sick from the start of this, from 2019, the end of 2019, when this really started, my doctor was open. And they should be given it as well because they've walked through it. Mm. In fairness to GPs, now they were asking for it today. Now, if we are going to give it to everybody, I'm not going to disagree with you, right? But if we're going to start picking and choosing who we give it to, I think, I I don't know about GPs. I mean, Anyone that pays tax. Well, yeah, no, but I'm no, I, I agree with you, right? Yeah. Everybody who pays tax and who works should get it, right? If that's the way you want, the route you want to go down. But if you're going to start picking and choosing, which is what seems to be going on at the moment as to who, you know, certain ones will get it in a certain mode, I wouldn't put GPs on the list because they made no. quite a substantial amount of money last year. Yeah, but I'm talking about their staff. I'm not talking about GPs. I'm talking about... Oh, their staff, the, the receptionists, cleaners, the cleaners, staff, yeah, the porters, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about all them. Like, my, my doctors are brilliant, I have to say. I, I'm actually out with COVID now, staff. But my doctors are brilliant. But, like, from the start of this, you could always go in and there was no other problem. So I think they should be given it as well because they were exposed. The receptionists and, you know, they and the cleaners in the doctor's surgery and the dentists, they were all exposed. Well, when Leo Varadk was asked this morning, by the way, by, you know, the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation called for the bonus to be extended to private hospitals, he said, well, that's not really up to us. That's up to the private companies to pay their own staff, which I think was a bit unfair to say something like that. In other words, you know, they didn't work as hard as everybody else. But stay. Oh, terrible. Stay there for a second, because Louise, uh, you're an Ireland's classic kiss. You're a healthcare worker. Louise, you heard Sharon. She's a bit insulted. She works in transport. She worked all the way through the pandemic. What's, well, you know, she's insulted. She's not on the list. Oh, it's an absolute disgrace, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I've worked right through this whole pandemic without any PPE at the start of it all. And you're, you a, know, hel- you're a healthcare worker? I'm a healthcare assistant, yeah, and I go from house to house. Okay. So, like, I just think it's disgraceful. I really do with this government. It's just, it's not on. It's not fair on us. They don't think it's about not- these things before they do them, really, do they? No, absolutely not. Like, they don't understand that we go in and put our lives at risk also. You know, uh, like when, for the first off, we had to go out, we were stopped by the police. We had to show off our badges that we were uh, frontline workers to get through, like, checkpoints and whatever. Oh, I remember it. I used to have have a letter here from the radio station. Every time I was stopped, I used to have to show it again. Yeah, I remember. Seems like years ago, but it it was a year and a half ago, yeah. You know. Yeah. But I just just don't think it's it's not right and it's not fair that they're putting us... it's just not fair, I don't think. So do you, would you be Louise, then either give it to everybody or give it to nobody? Well, give it to everybody, but also give it to the care assistants that's going around the house to house hall. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about us as healthcare assistants. Yeah. Like, we we do the same jobs as nurses do in hospitals. We wear the PPE gear. Like, we wear the goggles. We, we're left with marks on our faces also. Yeah. You know, so we go through the struggles that they do in the hospitals also, but we're not recognised for that. Yeah, it is quite shocking because obviously you work for a private company, I assume, do you? I do, yeah. Yeah, so you're a private healthcare worker. Uh, and, and again, when Leo Varadkar was asked this this morning about the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation about extended private hospitals and private healthcare, he said that's not up to us, that's up to the private companies to pay them, but sure, they're not going to pay us. They're not that going to give you a thousand quid. Like, we're only on 11 euro an hour, so that's just, that's even disgraceful, you know? Yeah. For the job that we do, we go in and look after these elderly people 
we also you're well, I like, can tell you now Louise you're seriously undervalued absolutely and also like we've kept these elderly people from going into hospital you know they had the COVID we have to go in and treat these in their own homes yeah look after them we have to feed them we have to wash them bathe them that's, that's the name of the game in the healthcare but we're not recognised for that we don't get any recognition from our government I mean that, that, Louise our Sharon should say when I listen to Louise at 11 euro an hour as a healthcare worker going in and literally keeping people out of hospital I mean completely undervalued I mean there's a real case for that that she should be getting a thousand euro but why weren't they given because at the end of the day they are frontline workers yeah she is they put themselves on the front line to go and help because she doesn't work for the state unfortunately yeah but without these kind of people our country would be you wouldn't be they wouldn't have been able to survive yeah country with the pandemic if they hadn't been looking after old people Mm mm-hmm you know, yeah. and they wouldn't have been able to... See, but everybody's not happy. Somebody, like somebody says, I wish to remain anonymous, please. I'm not too happy with your comment about administration staff. We do put ourselves at risk and a hospital would not be able to run without the administration staff. But yeah, but we're talking about actually being on the front line and dealing with the patients like Louise. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you're administration staff, you're not actually handling, you know, the the patients. Anyway... No, well, we, we were more exposed to administration staff if they want to go down that road. Yeah, well, she, she goes on to say, or he goes on to say, uh, we had to stay away from our families and we also were scared at the start of the pandemic. I myself ended up in hospital with burnout and mental health uh, on the ground. And not only did did we uh, keep the hospitals running during COVID, but we also had to keep it running through, through the hacking as well. I remember the hacking, yeah. The admin staff are just as worn out as everybody else. Uh, and I get that. Everybody is worn out. Yeah. Everybody in this country is worn out from working and going to work every day and putting their lives and coming home and putting their family at risk. At risk. Everybody. Yeah, everybody is, you know. Mm. I mean, and many, and many call-outs, Louise, would you do a week? Well, I do, like, I do five to six hours per day. Okay. And then I'd work some weekends with, through the pandemic now that we haven't got enough care staff because they're all over COVID. So we'd have to go in and replace them. Okay. You know, so we're also going in to look after people to have the COVID. You know, and they also need to be washed and changed and fed and their nebulizers and they're like, it's a lot of hard work. Oh, you know, and, and it's one to one. I mean, if you, it's skin to skin, like it's one to one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I get it. Thank you very much, both of you, by the way. Louise, you're very undervalued, like most healthcare workers in this country, sadly. Uh, loads of audio, by the way, coming in on WhatsApp. Uh, the number's 087-188-0008. Bus drivers as well, by the way, texting in and saying they had to work and people get on and off their bus. Now, no way you're going to give the GPs any cent from, any cent from the government. In 2020, I had a problem. Okay? I was sick. I went to see my GP... I saw him through the window. Through the window. He couldn't even let me in the building. He did all the diagnostics and everything outside. And he sent me to the, uh, what, the test center to go and get tested for the, uh, COVID. I went and I didn't have COVID. And then again, when I went back to him, he told me, he said, there's nothing I can do for you. Here's the medication. Go to the emergency department. I mean, there's a prescription. Go to the emergency department. They'll help you there. That's all. For three times. And on top of that, I paid him 80 euros. 80 euros to see me on the window. 80 euros. And you're telling me I should go back there and say, he gets a thousand euros from my money. No way. No way.
Yeah, well, you got a really good pay 80 euros to see it through a window. Most people are paying 80 euros just to see him down to a telephone on FaceTime or whatever it was. In the meantime, let's be clear, and I'm not having a go at GPs, but they were getting paid for sending people for COVID tests. And then they got paid to vaccinate people. And it was a lot of people have complained they couldn't get to see their GP during the COVID because they were too busy doing everything else. So I don't, I, I'm not taking out a violin for GPs here. They made quite a substantial amount of money, most of them probably during the pandemic. Uh, the number's 87 Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. All right, loads of texts coming in. So everybody's putting in their pitch here for the money, aren't they? Um, let me see. Niall, what about the ordinary Joe on the street who stuck religiously to the you-know-what COVID lockdown rules and restrictions of this government during the so-called COVID pandemic of two years? Uh, where is the bonus of a €1,000 from the government folks? And that comes in from the angry Christian and somebody says, maybe a thousand euro voucher. A lot of people are saying, by the way, a voucher would be a good idea. Uh, let me go to Becky. Becky, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing, Becky? I'm good, thanks. Hi, Niall. How are you? Now, uh, you're an ICU nurse in a, in a private hospital. So you're, yeah. you're not getting... Are you getting the bonus? No, you won't get the bonus. No, I won't. No. <laughs> um, unfortunately. Um, I'm and even if you did, it'd be taxed. It would be. Yes, yeah. definitely taxed. Look, I'm not ringing in to, you know put my oar in and, and give out and say that I want this, I want that. I, I'm just literally ringing in to say I agree with everyone that's calling in. Everyone's had tough two years, okay? Mm. But um, I think realistically we need to think about like a realistic approach. Where does the line stop? You know, there's not this never-ending pot of money, is there? Let's be no, realistic. No. So where does the line stop? For me personally, I think, you know, the guys that gave me my coffee, I got my takeaway coffees on my way for my shift got me through my shift, you know, hats yeah. off to them, hats off to the postman that delivered my packages because it was the only thing I got excited about during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, your Amazon <laughs> you know, packages, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, I'm an ICU nurse 11 years and I have worked tough through the pandemic. Tough job, Becky, isn't it? Yeah. Look, it's a tough job, but I again, I appreciate everyone's opinions and, you know, it's great all that clapping and all that during the first lockdown. Great, but I do the job I do because I love it. Yeah, you know, and, it's your, I, and it's your job. You knew what the job yeah. was before you went yeah. into it, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, okay, we didn't expect to have a in you know worldwide pandemic that hit us and us be worked to the bone. Fine, but I worked through the um, swine flu, flu pandemic in two thousand and nine. You know, I worked through that. There were no talk about bonuses then. Yeah. I worked in ICU. And was it was it know. bad? I'm trying to remember back because I did get swine flu. I remember I got swine flu. Yeah. It was away in holidays, and I had to end. I ended up getting Tammy flu. I think was the what they gave oh, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was taken off the market. Then was it was Tammy flu taken off the market? I think so. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. <laughs> anyway, we we won't talk about that. But, but in saying that, I, it was a tough time. They thought that was going to be a worldwide pa- pandemic, but it mm-hmm. turned out not to be in the end. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that was a tough time too, wasn't it? That was a tough time, but there's tough shifts all the time. Like, you know, everyone has a tough shift in ICU. As an ICU nurse, yes, it's stressful. Yes, you're under pressure. I'm a, I'm a realistic, you know, person. Don't do the job if you're not dedicated to it. And if it's too tough, leave, fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, a thousand euros, great. I think, in fairness, I think the government should have maybe planned it a little bit better as to, you know, black and white. As, as we know, it's never black and white. But black and white, who's getting it and who's not? But who decides that? It's a very, it's a fine line. Well, when you um, say, when you talk about money and you say you're going to give a section of society yeah. money, it's guaranteed to create division. Of course. And create there's a row. Yeah. Yeah, there's always a round. There's always going to be division down the line. Look, I, I do the job I do um, because I love it. I'm compassionate. I'm a caring person and I absolutely love my job. But I will say that the last two years has put me into a spin of, Oh, everyone's burnt out. I'm so burnt out. I don't yep. really, my heart's not in the job anymore. Yeah, a thousand, thousand euro would help me for sure, pay the bills. It would cheer you up, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? 
if I don't get it, that's fine. I'm not going to be around the bush. I'm not going to be a negative person about it. I'm, I'm very happy to continue doing my job mm. and still care for the... I, I cared for the, you know, COVID patients as all of us... I sh- it must I have been very, but that must have been very difficult in itself. I know it's difficult dealing with anybody with a respiratory problem that's in ICU. Yeah. But I mean, you know, specifically when they had COVID, I suppose, I, know, I remember at the time we were talking about it, other nurses was talking about turning them over into their stomach constantly yeah. all the time and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and for you, it was a learning curve as well, I'm sure you... you Absolutely. And that was the scary part about it because at the beginning we didn't know. We, we knew nothing. Yeah. And we still don't know an awful lot, but we know we knew limited amounts of information about how it was going to react and how it's going to affect our patients. So yeah. every day we were going in, we were learning new you know, or we're giving this medication, this technique and this med. And it was learning her first, but I'd say it's an experience. I've experienced it and, you know, I'm out the other side. Well, please God. And how how is it now, by the way, in ICU? I mean, you know, well, obviously you're in a private hospital. Settling down. Yeah, Yeah. but this is the thing as well. Private hospital, we, first wave, we took on the HC patients. I don't think a lot of the public know that. Oh, no, we do. And the the government paid handsomely for it as well. Yes, of course, absolutely. They did, of course. It's a business, isn't it, unfortunately. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah, um, it's calmed down a little bit for yeah. us anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say the rest of the hospitals, I'm not speaking for any of the other public hospitals having looking after COVID patients at all, I can say for them. It's definitely quietened down. But either way, with the thousand euro, yes, I'd love it. And it would be fantastic. It would really help me out. Um, but you're not but, going to depend no, on it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, because I'd probably be waiting a while for it anyway. But I do think that there's a fine line. I do appreciate the people that made my coffee, people delivering my posts, you know, my packages. Even the guys in the garage, I wouldn't have been able to fill up my car to drive to work. So, so why, don't you know we, I mean? why don't we divvy out the money differently? So if we've got, say, a budget of 300 million or so, which is probably what it's going to cost, anyway, mm-hmm. why not divvy that out at 200 quid vouchers for everybody? Well, this is it, yeah. You know what I mean? Reduce it. Yeah, but you know yeah. what? You're still going to get the people ringing in and saying they... Oh, well, I get that. Becky, listen, lovely talking to you. Never Thanks very much. Keep everyone. up the good work, all right? Take care. Thanks, Take Becky. Care now. Bye. Bye. Listen to your show there today about the thousand euros. No one has mentioned the construction workers that had to work the whole way through the lockdowns. Not every construction worker did, but construction workers doing essential works on roads, bridges, and other emergency stuff. Ah, just we can't mention everybody. I mean, nobody's mentioned the ESB workers. Nobody's mentioned the baker, uh, the builder, the baker, the candlestick maker. I mean, there was loads of people working during the pandemic. So nobody's met. We haven't. It's not that we're leaving anybody out on purpose. We're just saying there was a lot of people who worked during the pandemic. Now, getting back to this bonus. Uh, look, I've never seen so many bloody texts in my life. Hi, Niall. Um, love the show. I work as a cleaner and I've worked all through the pandemic contracted COVID in work, first day back in work last January. And since then, I've been on eight or nine antibiotics, three lots of steroids, steroid nasal spray, steroid inhaler, and have had a chest X-ray, which I'm just waiting for the results of. And um, does that mean, like, I'm entitled to the €1,000? Should I be entitled to it? Um, maybe not. Maybe just the doctors and the nurses that worked on the front line with the COVID patients. Thank you. Love the show. And Keep up the good work. <laughs> she was going to say at the end that she got cut off, unfortunately. 
Uh, here's the other end of the coin. Somebody says, I think a thousand euros are complete disgrace, an absolute disgrace to those health workers. They literally put themselves in danger every single day. If you divide a thousand into all the hours they worked over the nearly past two years, it's pennies added to their hourly wage. An absolute insult to them. No, I'm not a health worker. Uh, are you? Are you really? I worked full time myself at work, but honestly, I think uh, it's a dig to those healthcare workers. That come on, you couldn't expect them to offer more than a thousand euro for God's sake. Where do you think the state's going to get all this money from? Oh no, come on! Like, where does it stop? I pay tax during the pandemic as well. I just give it to the healthcare workers. So there are patients dying every day. Get a grip. Yeah, some people might argue that, you know, that's what healthcare workers do. They're always going to be working with patients who sadly die every day. 90 people die every single day. I, they absolutely worked harder. I think we all recognise that. Noel, nobody said anything about the pin, man. <laughs> Please, someone give me props. I'm doing a bit of work. Spare a thought for the bin men. Or bin women. Is there a bin women? I, I don't actually know if there's a bin women, actually. Can, can a bin man or somebody in the bin department... <laughs> The county council, let me know. Is there actually, because we, we we need to start getting politically correct around this word. Is there bin women? I don't think there is bin women. Ashley, do you reckon there's a bin woman? Maybe there might be a bin woman. Shirley, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Shirley? Hi, how are you? Good. Do you reckon there's a bin woman? I've never seen one. No, I haven't seen her. <laughs> Shirley, you're a retired paramedic. Um, and when did you retire, Shirley? I retired back in 2016. Okay, all right, okay. So you didn't obviously get to go through the pandemic or anything like that. But no, God. But the pandemics, I think they are on the list, aren't they? Yeah, but, but, but they are. But like the only point I want is the people there that are. I know they're carers and they're um, people working in offices and stuff like that. But like the work that the paramedics do and advanced guys and nurses, doctors, cleaners, porters, the whole lot. Like they have to down up. When they down up, um, the heat inside goes down. And I remember one of the paramedics said to me one day, put on all the gear and do CPR for five minutes and you'll have lost of stone weight. Oh, I couldn't imagine doing it. I couldn't imagine yeah. doing it. It was bad enough but, I had to wear a mask, for God's sake. That's how, like, they, they, you know, they were, they were re- and like some of their staff would have been sick and they were all down staff and down ambulances and, like, it had to be covered one way or the other. So, mm-hmm. fair is fair. You know, and I really think they do deserve um, €1,000, definitely. And what do you think of the argument that's erupted today with everybody putting their oar in, all the unions out, mandate are out for the retail workers, the Garda Representative Association was on the radio today whining, saying the guards should be getting it. Um, the GPs were on the radio today saying they should be getting it. What do you what do you say to all those people who are all saying, oh, well, they're getting it, I want it. Well, I always thought Frontline, I was Frontline for 17 years. Um, frontline is Ambulance staff, paramedics. Um, well, anybody who's dealing and, directly with the patient. Yeah, 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 that's it. Nobody, like, cleaners and porters, definitely, and assistants in A&E or on wards, all of them. But, like, people that are sitting up, and, and the, what demand, demand, uh, teachers are not your honest fella. Leo Varadkar. That fella. <laughs> that fella. <laughs> he did say the people in offices in... Um, HSE will not be getting it. Yeah. You'd be people that wear dress, uh, gowns and masks. 
What, you know, what about Louise that was on before the break, before the news there? Now, she's a, a carer, so she's going to elderly people's houses every day. She has to gown up and put her mask on and her gloves on and she's changing their clothes for them and doing all sorts. They're washing them and everything else. And these are people she's trying to prevent from ending up in hospital in the first place. Should she be getting it? Well, she should get something. Right. But, like, I just, the way I think of it is, when you see frontline is you're with a patient for the longest you've been with them is maybe an hour. But you're with different, yeah, but you're with, you might be with six in one day. Yeah. And she's only, yeah. and she was telling me she's only on 11 euro an hour. Nurses you know, in hospitals are a lot more than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she's yeah. undervalued as it is, God bless her. Yeah, and most carers are undervalued. How, mm. You know, even someone that's caring for their relatives, they're very underpaid as well. But I do believe, like, maybe she, she they should get something. Mm. But I do believe um, Frontline is people that wear in the mask for 12 hours. Oh, it's, just stay there for a second, because Donna, you're a healthcare worker and a carer as well. That's correct, yes. <laughs> okay, so you're not getting the money either? Uh, as I'm aware of, no. So are, are you working for a private company? I am, yeah. Yeah, no, you won't I be am. getting us, unfortunately. No, no. unfortunately, no. no. Yeah. So, I mean, but Shirley did say there that she believes, like, frontline. Only, you know, the people in the hospitals, the paramedics, those who are dealing directly with the patients, I suppose, over the last two years, will be the ones that would be more deserving. I don't think she's writing off everybody else as, as undervaluing them. She said maybe they should get something. But do you believe you should be getting it? Well, I honestly do, yes, and home cares, because at the end of the day, they're keeping um, their clients, their families, their loved ones. The list goes on, they're keeping them from nursing homes and hospitals by providing for care from a home. Well, now, Leo Varanka did say this morning there is a little bit of a bonus for home carers because they've decided now okay. to give home carers the, the state contributory pension when they retire. So, in other words, you won't just get the non-contributory pension. So, because, obviously, you've been working in the home caring for somebody. Mind you, that doesn't give you the thousand quid, so... No, it's, it's still... No, it's not great. It's just tipping the iceberg when it comes to people working with with private agency going house to house. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people there that pay, pay extra when it comes to travel costs, mileage. Yep. And um, they're taking a risk themselves going from house to house to each client, you know. And would you and have to have your gown on and your PPE yeah, on and your masks yeah. and... Everything, everything on. And you're and turning somebody over in a bed and cleaning them and doing whatever yeah, you need to do to an elderly person. changing adult snack diapers. Yes, yeah. of course, a lot of that's incontinence. And you're not just a care, you're also their friends and someone that they trust. And, you know, and um, emo- on a perspective as well, emotionally as well, you know, um, you know when, you're, when you're there, you're, you're more like... Um, a lot of these clients that I met, you could be on their own, you know. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing I found about the job was um, what, the, what the clients was their face and was loneliness. You're also their companion, your friends. You know, it's not just, you know, there's more to the job as well besides just providing, uh, trying to help them. No, 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 I, I get that. And Shirley, you, you'd appreciate <laughs> that, Shirley, wouldn't you? I'd appreciate yeah. it. But the one thing I will say, you know, or you, you have an idea of who you're going to every day. The frontline staff don't have an idea of what they're going to. But that's, that's not an excuse. That's not a reason, Shirley. I'm not no, having a go. I'm just saying, that's not a reason that you don't know who you're no, going to see. I think it could be a reason. No, I'm saying uh, it's not um, 
carers are fantastic. I think they're brilliant. And they should get something, definitely. But, like, um, look, I'm just, I'm sticking up for the... Well, no, you are. <laughs> yeah, because you had skin in the game there, so I know you're sticking up for your team. And everybody I've heard on the radio today is sticking up for their own team, and I get that. I, I, you know, I do get that. Mm. So, sorry, Nicole, you're there as well, sticking up for your team. Nicole, you're an Ireland's classic kid. So, Nicole, you're a family carer. I am. Hi, Niall. How are you? How are you doing? So, I mean, what does your day involve, just for people who don't know what you do? Oh, my day as a family carer. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, um, like in the beginning, to get the child ready for school and get her on the bus. Um, yeah. And while she's gone, getting everything else organized and sorted in and around the house, um, getting my own appointments done. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and she requires, uh, I mean, care around the clock, essentially. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So and I'm, do you, do you believe you should be getting the money? It would be lovely. It would be nice to have a to have a thousand euro on my bank account. Yeah. Um, Did it make you I feel good today that Leo Varadkar said you're going to get the state contributory pension? Oh no! I mean that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, yeah. When you ret- when you retire, Nicole. I, I'm not even sure if he actually mentioned family carers or just home carers. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't know. I'm not so too sure now. Maybe, I'll, maybe, I'll clarify yeah, that for you. I need, to, I need to look into that as well. Um, so yeah, I'm actually I'm disgusted by by. What was the lady there before before the break? Becky um, was she? Is she in ICU? She was in ICU. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah so she she wouldn't she wouldn't get it at all. Um, or if, oh, then if she gets it, it's taxed. Um, yeah. And, and Donna is a healthcare worker. Not, Donna is a healthcare worker. There, she's working with patients oh, yeah. every day. She's not going yeah. to get it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's shocking. Yeah, mm. and besides this, I also actually has a daughter. Who's 16, she had severe autism, profound yeah. autism, with intellectual yeah. disabilities, that on, on its own, besides that working. It's really yeah. hard. The money would be a great benefit to home carers anyway, definitely, yeah. because it would be additional help for respite. You know, I, you know I, I'll be honest with you, Shirley, I, I know you were talking about you know paradem, paradem, paramedics and, and frontline workers and frontline uh, HSE workers, I suppose, more so than anything, doctors and nurses. I think at this point, the way this conversation has gone today, Shirley, the government would be better off saying, all right, listen, we'll take back what we said and we're going to give everybody 200 quid in a voucher. Just do what they did in England and Northern Ireland. I think that would be the best way to treat, to treat this situation because everybody believes, they have, everybody believes they have a reason to have it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, so, I'm, I'm not going to deny anybody. You know, I know Nicole does a hard, tough job looking after. She's a family carer. I know, you know, Donna's a healthcare worker, does a tough job. I'm sure, Shirley, you did as a paramedic and your colleagues as paramedics do a tough job as well. You know, and everybody who worked here, the, the, you know, the girl or the guy on the checkout at Tesco's going back a year and a half ago when COVID-19 was all new to us and we were all terrified we were all going to die. I mean, they went into work. They sat there with thousands of people going in and out past them every single day with no PPE in them. You know what I mean? Yes. So, I mean, I, I think everybody, you know, who worked, and I believe anybody who worked, I'm not talking about people who don't work or people who are on PUPs, but everybody who worked through the pandemic um, should get a voucher. I'm sure the money's going to go back into the economy anyway. I know it'll cost more, but it'll go yeah, back into the economy. But as I said, as I said when I messaged in, um, I think that that would rule out our family carers because family carers is obviously a social welfare payment. So um, I'm not able, I'm not allowed, or I'm not able to work. Um, um, mm-hmm. Well, you should get it too. So I'm. <laughs> <laughs> if you're registered as a family carer, you should be registered as a worker. Absolutely, like one hundred percent. Because I mean, with the with the pandemic, um, like we couldn't get any services. 
yeah. and so it was down to us yeah. to provide the services. Um, mm-hmm. um, like, like I mean, I turned into a physiotherapist. I do all the physio work with my daughter. At because home. you couldn't get a physiotherapist to do it. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I would, I would love to have a two hundred euro voucher, absolutely, and yeah. um, and I think so should everybody else. Like you said earlier, you know, like I couldn't get my bread, and I'm very specific um, with my bread. I'm German, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't get my my bread <laughs> in the Polish shop. You know, if the baker isn't working, you know. Everybody. That's what I'm saying. Everybody provides a vital service. Nicole, Donna, Shirley, listen, thank you very much indeed. Everybody has put on their pitch today. You know what I mean? Everybody's put in a pitch saying, you know, they they deserve it. And and I'm I'm not going to deny anybody who I've heard on this station or other radio stations this morning saying that they don't deserve it. Everybody did a little bit of, you know, extra work, took a little bit of a risk. And can I just say categorically, I believe the doctors and the nurses... You know, they deserve the money. Those on the front line, I'm not talking about, uh, there was a lot of people, I suppose, in administration who wouldn't have done a lot extra, I suppose, really. But those who, you know, sadly were in ICU and saw people passing away and people struggling for breath, absolutely. But in saying that, everybody else put a fair pitch in to say that, oh, well, hold on, I worked more, I worked more hours, I did extra hard work, I took a risk just like everybody else. So I think the best thing the government could do at this stage is because they made a complete hames with like to do with everything uh, by not clarifying exactly what they were talking about and leaving loose ends. The best thing they could just say is, listen, cancel yesterday's press conference. Forget about that. We're not doing that now. And just give it to everybody who worked. But give it in the form of a voucher that could only be spent in bricks and mortar. It can't be spent online. or anything. So it can be spent on bricks and mortar in shops, retail, whatever it is. And it can be the only thing spent in bricks and mortar. That's what they did in the north. That's what they did in the, in the UK. They gave everybody 100 quid. But give everybody 500, let's say. It'll go back into the economy. It'll be great. It'll be a bit of a boost for the economy, wouldn't it? Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.